0: Welcome to the A and A podcast, the catch-all Christian podcast where we talk about Jesus, apologetics, theology, and more. We hope to provide a biblical perspective on issues facing young adults today, and pray our conversations would draw you closer to the heart of Jesus through each episode. Welcome to the A and A podcast. Hello, welcome back to the ANA Podcast. I'm Ashley, and today we are going to be talking about the second part of 1 Samuel. We've gotten through about 17 chapters, and up to this point, um, well, first I should say, if you haven't listened to the last one, you really should because I'm just going to jump right into it, and um, it's going to be kind of confusing if you don't know what to weigh on. So, up to this point, uh, I'll just give a little summary of 1 Samuel 1 through 17. Um, we learn about this woman named Hannah who's unable to have children and basically she makes a vow to God saying if he would be so gracious and open her womb she will dedicate this child to um, serving the Lord and sure enough a baby is born named Samuel and his name means God hears and so he's dedicated to temple life and he ends up becoming a leader for the Israelites. Israel decides they want an earthly king so by doing that they reject God and um, Saul is chosen to be king. Then Saul disobeys God, and so God is like, well, we're done with him, and uh, Samuel is to anoint a new king. Then comes David. Then David starts rising in military ranks, and that's where we come to right now. Saul is really scared of David, and he's um, intimidated that David might take over the land. The last thing that uh, David doesn't have, that Saul does have, is the kingdom, and so Saul continues to plot uh, David's demise, and Saul's daughter uh Michael. Michael? I think I said it different in the last two video two videos ago. Anyway. Um, so during this time, Saul continues to plot David's demise, and Saul continues to plot David's demise, and during this time, Saul's daughter, uh, Michael, falls in love with David. David. Saul is pleased with this um, as he thinks he can really get David this time. He thinks that, oh, I have a really good plan that'll kill David. In order for David to take Michael's hand in marriage, Saul requests 100 Philistine foreskins. That's right, 100 Philistine foreskins. Um, Saul thinks that this is a surefire way to get David killed. However, instead of being killed, David doubles it <laughs> and gives Saul actually 200 Philistine foreskins. That's the ickiest thing I ever heard. Saul made good on his word and gave uh, Michael to David. However, Saul's worry only grew. At this point, Saul tells his son Jonathan and some other men to kill David. However, since Jonathan and David are friends, Jonathan warns David about his father's plan. Jonathan tries to talk Saul down, and Saul initially makes an oath that David would not be killed. It isn't long before Saul tries to kill David yet again, and Michael tells David to flee and hide during the night as to not be killed in the morning by Saul. David listens to Michael and <laughs> what Michael does is she pulls like a classic um, sneaking out of the house move and she puts an idol in David's bed and covers it up so it looks like he's there all night and uh, <laughs> when Saul comes, it's just an idol and Saul's like, dude, how could you do this to me? Anyway, uh, David does some flinging about and Saul's pretty mad and he's basically going crazy at this point to kill David. Like he's actually going crazy. Um, he kills people and is very consumed by, by the thought of getting David. Funny enough, David had an opportunity to kill Saul, but he doesn't. David confronts Saul and tells him about the opportunity he had and how he didn't take it. And Saul falls down weeping, lamenting that David is much more righteous of a man than Saul is. Uh, so what happens next is Saul passes the way. David gets another wife named Abigail, and David has yet another chance to kill Saul, but he relents. In chapter 28, we get a really weird story where Saul goes to a witch and asks her to conjure up Samuel the dead Samuel, um, and crazy enough, the Bible makes it known that it is actually Samuel who was conjured up, even the is in disbelief, she's kind of like, well, this doesn't happen usually, um, and Samuel's really confused, and is like, why, Saul? what are you doing, why did you conjure me up, I'm literally dead, he tells Saul that him and his sons will die the very next day, and sure enough, the Israelites go up uh, against Israel, the Israelites go up, I put, I, I wrote here, sure enough, the Israelites go up against Israel, that's not true, sure enough, the Israelites go up en- up against another nation and it's not going well for israel the philistines end up critically wounding saul and saul asks an armor bearer to run him through with a sword to kill him so he isn't shamed by being killed by an uncircumcised people the armor bearer will not do it so fall saul falls in his own sword killing himself sadly right before saul dies david's friend and saul's son jonathan also dies along with saul's two other sons with two of Saul's other sons, not just two sons. He has one surviving son that we'll talk about in First Samuel in Second Samuel two. Jeez, you guys I can't talk. Sadly, right before Saul dies, Jonathan ends up dying as well, along with two of Saul's other sons. The book ends with Saul and his sons being buried and the people mourning. And it's really sad because David's best friend is killed in this and the king of Israel is also killed. So that is where 1 Samuel ends and 2 Samuel picks up right there. But we're not going to talk about 2 Samuel today. We still need to get through some key Bible verses that are in 1 Samuel. Uh, the first one comes in 1 Samuel 15, 22 through 23. And this says, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like a sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And this is uh, God talking to Saul. But what's interesting about this is, Israel had to continually make sacrifices because of their sins. God didn't want these sacrifices. He wanted obedience. What was more pleasing to him was the obedience that came from a faithful life devoted to the Lord than making these sacrifices over and over and over again. God doesn't want uh, religion that is just showy. He doesn't want our works. He wants our hearts. Um, And along with our hearts do flow good works. But it's not the good works that save us. It's our relationship with him that does. And so that's um, a really beautiful verse. Uh, Next is First Samuel 16 7 and this says but the Lord said to Samuel do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him the Lord does not look at the things that people look at people look at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart and again this is um, talking about well people are judgmental we look at the outside and we and we judge people right away but what matters to God is not the outward appearance it's the inward heart um, I think of the, the movie Shallow Hal and he like basically is hypnotized into seeing people as their insides and not their outsides. So like the supermodel um, on the outside is like a witch on the inside and he sees her as that. And so in a weird way God sees, his, sees the people of earth like that. He doesn't look at their outward but their inward appearance. How does this book point to Jesus? First Samuel points to Jesus in a variety of ways. First Samuel is called a type of Christ. Uh, The description given of Samuel as he grows which says he grew in favor with the Lord and amongst the people mirrors that of Jesus in the New Testament and Samuel leads the Israelites and is rejected by his very own people much like Jesus is. The valiant leadership of Samuel points to that of Jesus as well. First Samuel tells us of the beginning of the kingdom of israel quickly the leadership of israel goes bad with saul Um, and as we go through more biblical books we'll see how the kingdoms of men always fail in contrast the kingdom of god will not fail god's leadership is very different from worldly leaders worldly leaders will always fail but god will not it's super interesting because um we'll soon learn that david would be promised to be the best king that israel ever had And what Israel was looking for in a Messiah was a military ruler to bring them out of oppression. But what they got was Jesus who brought them out of spiritual oppression um, and not a military conquering leader. And so that's why a lot of them rejected Jesus is because he wasn't what they expected. And so we we start to see um, in in 2 Samuel as David's leadership progresses, how great of a king he was, but how he ultimately does fall short uh, just like all kingdoms of earth, but we know that our Savior and King Jesus will not fall short because he's he's the perfect God, uh, which is pretty cool. With that, I'm going to end the video. Thanks so much for sticking around, and uh, I'll talk at you next time. for listening to this week's episode of the A&A Podcast. Please consider leaving a like and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so others can find our show and get connected to Jesus. You can stay connected with us both on Instagram and YouTube at Pod 2022 Again, that's at Pod 2022 Have any topics you'd like here discussed or questions you'd like answered? DM us on Instagram. Business inquiries can be emailed to us at a and a pod twenty two at gmail.com. Again, that's a and a pod twenty two at gmail.com. May the Lord strengthen and bless you today and always.